Today is Friday, June 12, 2020, and welcome to episode number 19, I believe, of the Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Zucala, and in today's episode, we're getting a bit more information of how we know things are coming back. We know that for sure, but we're we're getting more information and more details about how it's going to happen and, you know the idea of what's going to go on between the leagues. Like our first topic today, which we'll talk about is the NBA and how uh, the league gave teams and players a more detailed look at how the Disneyland playoff slash end of year will work. Uh, you know, uh, with the, with the, the dates, the, the certain amount of dates and what will those dates entail and what will happen in between those dates. And, you know, just basically all that. Then also uh, the MLS, uh, the MLS uh, on Thursday, yesterday, they announced the groups for their tournament that will happen in the same place, Disney World, the happiest place on earth, uh, maybe for sports fans now. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to, they announced their groups and, you know, we'll kind of run back through that and see and see how it all works. And actually Canadian teams kind of get two Canadian teams got into the same group with each other. So I think you could probably tell who those two teams are, but we'll get into those and, and we'll see what the, uh, you know, I, we, we got some notes here from uh, Greg Vanny, the Toronto FC coach. So we'll, t- uh, we'll see what he thinks about this tournament and what he says about it. And then uh, we also have uh, another MLB proposal that was sent out. Now I, I did. I got minor backlash about my ripping of the MLB uh, on Wednesday's episode uh, from my cl- the, the viewers of this podcast, some close buddies, and my family as well. Uh, so I'm not gonna honestly like the the last two segments. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be 20 minutes long, but I'm not gonna rip the MLB as much as I did on Wednesday because yes, they are being stupid, but there's nothing to report a backlash of this new proposal that they're going to present to the players. That's beside, we're going to get to that anyways. And then finally the NHL and how they have announced the date for when they will start their training camps. So that's, will be our final segment of today's episode. So let's get right into it right now on this Friday's episode. Uh, you know, last day of the week, we're heading into the weekend. Uh, so let's get right into some NBA news. Let's go. All right, so like I said off the top, is that the leagues that are going to play are going to be releasing more and more news about how, uh, you know, more details about each date and, you know, certain dates and what, what are they going to mean to the return and all this and all that. And that's what the NBA has done, as they apparently have given players and teams more a more detailed schedule for when they come back. Uh the NBA gave teams a more definite timetable for the restart to the pandemic. The pandemic interrupted season today, uh, including require required coronavirus testing that is set to begin this month and mandatory individual workouts in early July before training camps. The league is still working on completing the health and safety protocols that will essentially become the rule book for the restart at the Disney campus near Orlando, Florida. They're talking about, you know, where the ESPN worldwide wide world of sports. And they told teams that talks with the uh, National Basketball Players Association on those issues are continuing. Uh, 
But with those matters apparent, apparently far enough along to determine a schedule of sorts, the league gave teams a go-ahead to immediately start allowing two assistant coaches to deal with voluntary player workouts. The rule had been one coach with one player since teams were given the green light to reopen facilities for the voluntary workouts last month. NBA coaches can be one of those two coaches involved in the voluntary sessions starting, starting June 23rd. So 10 days from now, 11 days from now, basically. Uh, though social distancing and other rules the league applied in response to the pandemic would still apply. June 23rd is significant in another way as well. That would be the that would be the first day players on 22 teams will be going to the Disney campus would require to undergo coronavirus testing conducted by those teams. The league also said it's still working on plans for the eight teams, which is Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Golden State, and Minnesota, and New York, that will not be a part of the restart at Disney. Those teams can keep their facilities open for now and voluntary workouts uh, 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 until told otherwise. The rest of the league's timetable as of now uh, with the cravat uh, that is still considered tentative until health protocols are done and agreements with Disney are signed, which these include July 1st through the 7th, 8th, or 9th. Required individual workouts for twenty-two for for players on the part. Oh, Jesus, required individual workouts for players on the twenty-two participating teams, with the end date coinciding with which day that team would arrive at Disney campus. On July seventh, eighth, or ninth, arrivals at the Disney campus, which would be at Lake Buena, Lake Buena Vista, Florida, which is basically where Disney is. Then from July 9th to twenty-ninth, team training camps at Disney which would follow initial health and safety screenings upon arrival. And then on July 21st to 22nd, the start date of three inter-squad scrimmages for each team. The scrimmages will be scheduled by the NBA and will have NBA referees. So basically um, preseason games, I guess you could say. Pre-postseason pre games, if you want to put it that way. And then from July uh, 30th to August 14th would be the seeding games at Disney, which which means those games would resume. Uh, the NBA is still working on completing the schedule for those eight teams per or eight games per team, and the matchups will be based on regular season games that remained when the season or when the league suspended play on March 11th. I'm still kind of waiting on what they're going to say for the standings. Obviously, I, I I have no doubt that they'll be in, like in the same standing form from when they return or from when they stop playing. But I've talked about this on the podcast. Will it be? Will they have their their record from before? Right? Will it have the record from before? Just you know, added on the games that they that they played or whatnot in Disney, or will they just blank out this? Will they blank out the um the stand like the the record, but have their games back still kind of in the same way that they were, um, you know, when they left. So that that's still a kind of a major question. I, I I wonder how that will work. Because like like we said before, there has there was teams that were um you know had had more games than had completed more games than others or had yeah, basically that. Or you could say they played less games than others. So, you know, w- will it be, you know, Milwaukee number one and then Will they just have Toronto behind them at 6.5 games back and then Boston at 9.5? I wonder if that will be the case. So it, it, it all just it all just depends, you know? Like it, it's it's 
I, I, I think that's just the smarter way to go. I don't understand how that could be totally like screwed up. Um, they definitely, I, I, I hope not that they definitely just don't like just say everyone's at zero, zero games back or just wiped. Cause you know, there could be a team like Washington who are somehow there. And if they do that, which should not happen in any way, shape or form, they could just go on a seven and one run, eight and no run, you know, and be in a top playoff spot, you know, and then, you know, the rest, I, I, you know, that's just a wacky thing to do. I just kind of threw that out there. Will it happen? I hope not. I don't think it will. I think Adam Silver's too smart for that to happen. Uh, he's not. He's not naive for God's sakes. Uh, so, he, you know, it should be fine. All right. Then, so after they play their games on August fifteenth and the sixteenth, the two game playing series will determine the number eight seed in each conference, if necessary. Uh, the series would be necessary if a team in ninth place in either conference when the seeding games end uh, the eight, those eight games is within four games of the number eight team. The best of two series would be played and the ninth place team would need to go two and zero in those games to earn a playoff berth. Otherwise the number eight team would take that seed and move into the conference quarterfinals. Okay. So when I first read that, Oh, and two, I was like, they have to win two straight. And you know, I, I just kind of thought they would have to play like a best of three, but then when I kind of thought about it and I looked at it, I said, I, I kind of realized that if you play best of three and you go one one and one and then game three the ninth place team still wins, the eighth place team would still have, you know, they would still have the upper hand because they. It all just depends on record, but I guess that makes sense if they have to go two zero. That just makes sense. It it will be tough for those that ninth place team no matter what, and then you have to go into playoffs, which that's just already whack. Uh, but, I mean, you have to do it. There's no, there's, it's not like you can just say, nah, the ninth, you know, uh, they deserve it. But you know what I mean? You're going to, you they're the ninth place team. So let's go Washington. They're trying to get into a, they're trying to fight to get into a playoff spot already. Therefore, they're going to be playing at their highest uh, comp, uh, compete level. Then if you get within those four games, you have to be still at your highest compete level to play, you know, you, but then you have teams like Milwaukee. Milwaukee has to basically win two games. They just have to win two games, and then they're in, like they're win three technically, and you're in. You got the top spot in the East, so it's like, you, do you really have to, you know, compete at all? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that it will just it it will be tough if a ninth place team has to do all that. You know. All right. So then August seventeenth, the playoffs will begin. The state. Uh, would move up to August 15th or 16th if the playoff series is not unnecessary. So that's a that's a flexible date. The playoffs are are all scheduled as traditional best of seven series, as Adam Silver wanted, and as they're going to get it. August 30th, a limited number of family members and guests of the remaining teams will be permitted to arrive at Disney for the first time. They would stay on the Disney property. They will not be permitted until this point on in the schedule. Uh, August 30th, so. That should be about when the first round kind of ends. So conference conference semifinals is kind of when uh, they should be arriving. Uh, they're gonna stay on. I think I think a big old bubble is about to go over Disney because they're gonna fit soccer in there on on the eighth of July. They're gonna have basketball in there. What was the first date? You know, <laughs> the around the same time, right? So you're gonna have soccer arrive in there at the beginning of June. 
that's sorry at the end of June because this is being in June now. You're gonna have soccer arriving there at the end of June, and then you're gonna have basketball just arriving early July. So as soon as those teams arrive, um, there's gonna be you know the dome in the Simpsons movie. That's what's gonna be a big old dome just going to go over Disney World. Not true, uh, but that's what it would be like. You can't leave and you can't come back in. So it'll be kind of interesting, um, you know, just to see all that. And um, and also, I, I heard Disney, I've said this before on the podcast, Disney's booking hotel rooms. I think you could have, you could book a hotel room at Disney. Now you cannot go see the games at all. That So don't just book a hotel room thinking you're going to go see some basketball. That's not true at all. They're trying to, and they're also reopening their parks. Uh, they say July, right? They said, they said, they said, uh, or did they say June? I think they said no. I uh, I don't remember. Anyways, that's besides the point. I'm just saying, don't book a hotel room thinking you're going to go see Anthony Davis walking around the park. That's not going to happen. Um, I, th- I feel like their movement outside of the, the courts and the hotel room, very, 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 very limited. And they'll probably have hotel rooms booked off for, for the leagues, for sure. Um, obviously, they'll have MLS and NBA separated. And they'll also have those two leagues separated from people for obvious reasons, right? So then uh, from August 31st 31st to the 13th, so like I said, the conference semifinals will happen. Obviously, like they said, with the playoffs being started, or if if the the play-in has to happen, uh, they might be moved up. They might move move back. So, you know, it's just – but it doesn't really matter. And then from September 15th to the 28th will be the conference final. And then from September 30th to October 13th will be the NBA Finals. The league actually originally planned October 12th to be the end date, uh, uh, though that has now been adjusted uh, based off, you know, the play-in series and whatnot. So overall, listen, this is fan- This is great, obviously. Any news is great. Um, but now it's kind of getting a more in-depth look at this. Like... Um, this is very this is very nice to have for you know people who want sports get sports to come back and saying hey you know when are they gonna play all this and all that so listen boys and girls July twenty first twenty second we will see our first NBA games played NBA games being played uh, so we got a month or so to go now uh, we we have less than a month for MLS now. Uh, so we'll be seeing soccer. We're going to have, we're just oh, a month and so NBA, NHL. I feel like they're going to be kind of more in August. They might be around this time. Who knows? But I feel like they're going to be more, you know, they're going to be kind of more into August than, you know, basketball is and, you know, end of July there. So be pretty interesting here, but you know what? Honestly, from the difference between the NBA and NHL here is 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 I like the fact. I mean, the NHL, right? They they're still they're they're being care they're being cautious of their your their timetable, which I I definitely agree with. But I like how teams uh like or the league like the uh, NBA here did, and they 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 kind of entailed what their plan is for the dates, and these are our dates. These they're not they're tentative, obviously, but. We have somewhat of an idea going forward when we get there. You know, it's it's like when you go to Disney, you have to schedule your day out. You got to know which park you're going to be at which day, which ride you're going to be at at this time. You know, do we go clockwise around the park? Do we go counterclockwise around the park? 
you know, what time, you know, what time we have to be at this ride so that we're not there at a long ride time. I, <laughs> Disney, Disney, or uh, <laughs> the NBA is basically just planning a Disney trip right here. So, because they are going to Disney. So that's just something, that's just something I like. I like how they have, you know, obviously, like I said, tentative dates, but at least there's something to look at and say, when are they coming? So whenever you get asked a question, when are they playing their first games? You just, you don't say, I don't know, late July, you could now say, well, they're going to be playing preseason games around July 21st, 22nd, and then they'll probably, they'll start playing the regular season games around July 30th and the July. Um, we kind of knew that the July 30th date was going to be passed around because uh, there was news about July 31st being the start date for the games. And then apparently there was a report a few days ago that they said they're moving it up to July 30th. So this is now kind of making it tentative, but still confirmed that they're doing this. So, but then when you get asked when their playoffs are starting, you could say around August 17th. So there you go. You can think about that. So it's about, they're all, they're playing for about 15 days. 15 days, eight games. So they they have they'll have probably a game every second day around that, maybe one back to back. Obviously, they have to, it's scheduling, right? So you have to make the schedule proper and easy and simple. Uh, um, there could be one team might have two back to backs, which could be troublesome. But that's how the scheduling is going to happen. But on average, here they should get a, about a game every second day. That's just how it should be. All right, so that's what I got from here. Uh, great on the NBA for releasing that because now it clears up a, uh, a little bit more than what we had, and but it also clears up a lot if that also makes sense. All right, so one more thing here before we, we move on to the next segment, and I wanted to touch on this here. Tomorrow is the anniversary of a very special day for Canadian basketball fans, uh, Raptors fans, uh, uh, of of any kind, um, as the words were spoken out, as the clock hits zero. If you're watching on TSN, uh, Canada, the NBA title is yours. Or if you're watching in America on ABC, I think it was, uh, it was. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We the North are now we the champions. Yes. For those of you who somehow don't remember or have not kept up with the times, tomorrow is July, not July, June 13th, 2020. A year ago, if you bumped that 20 back to a 19 from when we were able to hang out with each other and high five and hug and celebrate, the Raptors won the NBA championship on game six of the NBA finals in Golden State in the final game in Oracle Arena history. Um, as a fan who has been, uh, watching the Raptors since around the time of 2010, because I was all hockey as a, mostly all hockey as a kid, I wasn't really introduced to basketball, introduced basketball officially until around that time, you know, kind of when DeRozan came in and, and all this and all that, um, it was, you know, as, as a fan like that. Obviously, I, I can't say I'm like a fan since 95 who have been through those struggling teams. You know, when we lost Carter, McGrady, you know, yes, we made, and you know, the game seven against Philly, you know, I can't say, I can't say I've been through all that times. I, I wasn't even born by that time. So, 
really to kind of, you know, I was kind of more of the, the new age hardships of, you know, the crappy teams, um, the, the block by Pierce at the rim with one second on the clock, uh, in game seven of the Eastern conference quarterfinals in 2014, the Wizards sweep in 2015, the loss in 2016 to LeBron, the first one, the 2017 sweep, the 2018 sweep, which they had no business going to the NBA Finals. I'm telling you that. Yes, okay, the Raptors sucked. I can tell you that. But that team was all LeBron. Let me tell you that. And then you go to a year later, and listen, I have a, I have a DeMar DeRozan jersey. And I got it March 2018. My father and I went to a game. Uh, Dallas Mavericks versus Toronto Raptors. I think it was during March break. And we got a jersey. And oh, he got me a jersey. And and I said, and he said, Why do you are you sure you want the Rosen? What about Lowry? And I said, I said that. I, I these are words I, I will I will always regret saying. I said, Dad. DeRozan's never going to get traded. He's their franchise player, and he's he's on the he's on he has their longest contract too. I was damn wrong. Uh, he ended up getting traded. Uh, obviously, we all know that summer for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I remember talking to my dad about it. I said, "Dad, they traded DeRozan." He said, "What?" And you know what? I said, "You know what? Though we lost DeRozan, but we got Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green." And listen, a lot of people really didn't notice it until, you know, mid-season about the Danny Green trade. But I kind of knew it as we were coming into the, as that trade kind of happened. I said, okay, we're getting Kawhi. You know, yes, he's not he's not going to be 100%. Yes, we know we're, he's going to not play the, every all 82 games that year for the regular season. Uh, but I saw when we got Danny Green, I said, oh my God. This is a steal. Danny Green was the steal of that trade, let alone we got Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but listen, we, we sent away our first, which obviously we're a playoff team. We have the skill to get to the conference final at least, right? Uh, so I knew that pick was out the window. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, all basketball players have great potential, but still, I'm like, get that out of the window. Jakob Pertl, okay center. You know, once again, has good potential. But he's a bench player. Get him out of here. DeMar DeRozan, yes, franchise player, but he could never show up in the playoffs. Get him out of here. But then we got Kawhi freaking Leonard and Danny Green. I looked at Danny Green's numbers after we traded him, and I said, oh, my God. Like, what? Like, thank you, Spurs. Like, jeez. Anyways. Back to championship night. Um, after what I said about, I think I told the story about my game five prediction going into the fourth quarter. So after that prediction of saying we'll have the last shot in game five, um, obviously we 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 know how all game five ended. Uh, going into game six, I felt uh, a bit less stressed uh, based off the fact that Kevin Durant was not playing. And this was the lineup we, the Raptors, are playing with for the entire finals. Uh, and we were playing the Golden State team that we beat in game one, 
beat in game four. Uh, so we beat them twice. You know, it was a two. So it was a 50, 50, 50, 50, uh, grab, you know, because in game two, we lost that lineup. Okay. I remember game two was kind of, I think game two was a bad shooting game for Toronto. So it wasn't all that fan. It wasn't all that great. Uh, game three, they didn't have clay. So that, that game's kind of wiped out. So we're going into the same line. We, they, they played in game one, game four. And, uh, you know, Kevin Durant was not playing. So I said, okay, we're, we're, we're good. I feel like we have a good chance tonight. Uh, Kyle Lowry went off in the first two minutes scoring 11 points, I think. And I was like, okay, he, uh, the big dog is not messing around. Obviously he does not like to use the bulldog, um, the bulldog reference, but it just, it just, you know, it, it, it's just for him, bro. Like, I don't know why he doesn't like it, but I can see why he doesn't like it. I don't see, I, I also see why he, why would he, why would he not like it? But you know, you can get, you get the deal anyway. So, uh, and then I, I've kind of forgot as the game started and Kyle already did that. I, I kind of forgot about who game six clay was. Uh, and I was like, Oh boy. Yeah, Clay Thompson was on fire. I think Clay Thompson was might have been on pace for maybe he he would have if he if he played the whole game he would have got fifty. I'm being very he would have got between fifty not fifty forty and fifty fifty five. I'm telling you, that's how that's how on fire Clay was that night. Um, and you know, Clay Thompson then went down in the third quarter uh, after the Danny Green block attempt, which ended up being a foul. Uh, Clay Thompson had to go to the room and I said, he's got to shoot his three throws. He, and he came back and shot him obviously, but, uh, as he came out though, kind of still low, he, like he was limping, but you know, he still, he looked like he was, you know, it was a Kawhi limp, you know, I could play it off. And I said this, but I said, this guy's going to play, but at the same time I said, but he's playing with a limp and how long would that limp last for, you know, like he won't be the same, right? Anyways, he left, and, and then we got the word that he wasn't playing. So I said, okay, well, oh boy. Now the Warriors are kind of in trouble. But the Warriors hung around. I am I am actually very proud of the Warriors that game. Uh, you know, you've lost Durant in game five. Yes, they're kind of rallying off that. And then they lost Clay Thompson, they're the, the best shooter up for them for that game, you know, that in, in that play. And I was like, oh, geez, you know, you know I'm proud they hung around. Uh, you know, the last, the last shot there that Curry had that just missed, I'm, I'm going to be very serious with you guys. I knew the ball was going to him. I think, I think everyone knew the ball was going to him. The first, like he was the first option. He was the first option. So the ball was most likely going to go to him. The pass went, I think whoever threw it in almost threw it out of bounds and I, I was like, if that goes out of bounds, man, this is locked in the bag, right? Because I think, I think it was like a two-point game or whatnot. And then the ball somehow got to Curry, who was somehow open, and he shot the ball. And now this is what I've learned from watching most of the games of that series. I think I missed game two because I had a hockey game. But games one, one three, four, and five, I realized when Curry shoots, he... I forget if he moves back or he stands still when he knows the shot's going in. But he was doing the opposite of that. He didn't he knew that shot was off in some way, shape, or form. 
And so when I, I, I saw him shoot the ball and I looked at him and I said, he's, he's doing, you know, the opposite of what he usually does. I'm like, that's not going in as, as, as it's kind of, as it's going down. He said, that's not going in. He's, he's doing what he, what he does when he doesn't make a shot, you know, and then Kawhi got the board and, you know, padded it out and we all know what kind of, you know, the, the foul that, that, that doesn't matter. The Raptors won. Um, as a fan for the past nine years up to that point, or who've, who've watched them, you know, for the most part for nine years up to that point, I was just ecstatic. I was, you know, I was just in disbelief. You know, there's a lot of fans celebrating like that you saw in Toronto there, if you saw those videos or, you know, but me personally, I was just kind of more in that shock. And I said, this is hap- this is real. I just witnessed this, you know, it's like it's like it's a it's like it's a it's a it's a curse, you know. Canadian teams can't win. Uh, in Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, in tri- back to back to back years, there's a Canadian team in the finals. They can't win it. You know, now you see Canadian teams can't even get to the Stanley Cup final now, let alone get you know you know the conference finals as far as we've been since 07. Or sorry, oh, uh, 2011. Sorry, I forgot Vancouver. My bad, Vancouver. That's my bad. Vancouver made it. You know they lost. So now, since Vancouver in 2011, it looks like we can only get to the conference final with Ottawa and Winnipeg, you know. And then you go Blue Jays 2015-2016. We can't get over that like that that league final hump. And just seeing the Raptors win that was just something special. I would like to say though, as I kind of as I kind of go out in in this in the segment here, if that went to a game seven, you would not have had Clay. You would not have Kevin. He would have had the lineup from game three. I don't think it would be the same game seven. It wouldn't be they wouldn't be that great of a game seven as we thought it would be if that series went to seven. I don't I feel like it would have been a Toronto win. Uh now that could be biased, but if you look at the facts, it would just point that way. It's the same lineup from game three, basically. Kevin Looney was my I don't know if Kevin Looney played game three, but Kevin Looney would have been back. Kevin Looney's a bench player. So what does that have to say about a lot of stuff? All right. So when we come back, I just talked for 27 minutes about basketball, which I did not think I would be able to do. But when we come back, uh, we have some news about the MLS and their groupings for their tournament when they go play at Disney World at the end, at the start of next month. So we'll be right back with that. All right, so we are back, hopefully with not another half an hour segment, because, oh, boy, that was long. Anyways, MLS now. So as we I talked about on Wednesday, the MLS is back. That was the title of the episode, for God's sake. And uh, so now we got a bit more information about how or what their groups would look like, because I think that's, that's what they talked about, and that's what happened yesterday as uh, they did their grouping. So, uh, and I, I spoke about, how two Canadian teams are in the same group. They did go the groups by conference. So therefore that means TFC is going to face off against the Montreal impact in their group in group C two Canadian teams. The two Canadian teams are joined by DC United and new England revolution. Uh, I'll get, actually I had a thought I'll get to that after I'll write this down though, actually. Um, um, there we go. Wrote it down. All right, let's continue. The Vancouver Whitecaps also can look forward to a regional rival placed in Group B, along with the seeded Seattle Sounders, FC Dallas, and the San Jose Earthquakes. 
LAFC and their city rival Galaxy will clash in Group F in a draw that that must have left league executives smiling as the MLS returns to action after its, after its COVID-19 hiatus. Organizers set up another derby by placing expansion inter Miami in Group A with Orlando City. The Florida teams will, fa- will face off to kick off the tournament. The 52-game World Cup-style tournament runs July 8th through August 11th at at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex at Walt Disney World Resort in the Orlando area. Where have I heard that before? I don't know. I've never heard it on this podcast. For those who don't know, I'm just kidding. I've, I've probably said it over 100 times. The draw was conducted by a conference with three groups of e- from each. Each team will play three, gr- three group games, which will count in the regular season standings. The top two in each of the six groups, plus the four best third-place finishers, advance to the knockout round of 16. The tournament, which will be played before empty stands, marks the, a, a resumption to the league's 25th season, which was halted March 12th after two rounds due to the pandemic. The league, the hope is the league, once the Florida tournament is completed, can, t- can continue the regular season with a revised schedule in home markets. The draft was a low-key affair conducted online with former U.S. international Charlie Davies using what looked like a salad bowl to pull red balls out of a <laughs> out out of to match seated uh, match seated teams with their groups. I'm laughing at the salad bowl. Officials from the seated clubs then called out numbers from one to ten, and Davies opened up the requested balls to reveal the teams in their group. Toronto FC GM Ali Curtis chose number seven to start with and saw a slip of paper with Montreal Impact written on it. It's a tough group, said Toronto coach Craig Vanny, who celebrated his 46th birthday uh, yesterday. As fate would have it, we have Montreal, which makes for an exciting game and something for the fans to be excited about as well. So I know our guys will be anxious and excited to play Montreal. I don't I don't know that there was going to be any easy groups. They they all look tough. We're all just trying to get back into it, get, get ourselves prepared as quickly as possible. But we're all excited to be back on the field and competing soon. Uh, Montreal, Impact, uh, Montreal Impact midfielder Samuel Piet welcomed playing Toronto. I felt that it was written in the sky that we needed to be together in the same group. I think it's good. To face Toronto is always extra motivation for sure, and it will be in the tournament. One thing Craig Vanny liked was that three of the four teams, Toronto, Montreal, and New England, are coming from a relative, relative from the relative north and will have to all adjust to the heat and humidity of Central Florida, a less attractive scenario that... Uh, would have been drawing a, a team uh, <laughs> a team used to steamy conditions, he said. Whitecaps head coach Mark DeSantos called his group incredibly balanced and relished facing Seattle. If you're going to have a competition like this, it's important to have games that are, more, uh, that are important also to our fans, he said. We're going to talk about the game times. And I was a bit confused, a bit confused as uh, what they meant by game times at 9 a.m., 8 p.m., and 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. But they're going to get into it here, and we, I'll, I'll understand more why. Uh, so that's when those games will start, with most of them in the evening, the league said. The early and late starts were chosen because Florida weather, because of the Florida weather. Uh, Vanny uh, is for uh, is fervently hoping that he can avoid the 9 a.m. start, which he said would require a 5 a 5.30 a.m. pregame meal and, and meeting, which is which is unique to say the least. Central Florida is blazing by 10, 10.30 a.m., he said. Uh, well, he, he said it does present some challenges for sure, but they'll figure it out. 
the worst case scenario is that we'll probably have to play one of those. The best case scenario is maybe we'll escape from all of them. I don't know if that's likely. Both teams will have will have the same challenges. Uh, so Florida weather. Let me tell you something. I mean, I do agree with the statement. I I was just in Florida. Now it was December, so I I I don't I don't remember it all that well. Uh, like the heat in the summertime in Florida, but I well I have been in Florida in like the spring. I went there last March, and yes, I could tell you, midday, boiling hot, and especially in the summer, I was there in March, last March 2019, and I'm going to tell you something, that yes, it is true, uh, that it will probably be blazing hot by 1030, because I went to spring training games in March 2019, and those games started around 1, 2-ish, blazing hot, 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 hot. 12 o'clock, you can be there for pregames, get some autographs like I did. Hot. So that's in March. This is going to be August, July. So push that time up a bit, right? Therefore, I was a bit that that's so so that's why I was a bit confused, but now I understand fully about why this was like that. I, I may I thought it was just maybe a typo, besides the point. But I will say the last time I was there in December uh, 2019, the end of the year. It was December. It's Christmas time, so it was it was really kind of more of a uh, how, how would I say this? It wasn't. It's <laughs> Florida was not at it was not at its peak temperature for that time. <laughs> uh, teams face a minimum of three games and a maximum of seven. Seven being if you make it all the way, obviously. Vanny said uh, Vanny said that he'll take his entire thirty man first uh, team roster as a part of the delegation of forty six or 47, the maximum the league is allowing. We'll be maxed out, and when you take oh, uh, take that many players, support staff is really important because it's all hands on deck between trainers, your coaching staff, and everything to make sure uh, we're able to service all players that we have down there. This could be three weeks. This could be five weeks. I think tops. I don't I don't want to leave anyone everybody behind. Toronto is expected to, to start full team training on Monday with both Captain Michael Michael Bradley with an ankle injury, and unseen attacker Pablo Piatti with a hamstring injury uh, coming back. The exact schedule and TV details will be announced at a later date, so not like kind of half of what the uh, um, the NBA did. Uh, the tournament carries uh, 1.1 million U.S. dollars as a prize pool for, uh, with the winner earning a berth into the 2021 CONCACAF Champions League. Players will receive prize money for each win throughout the tournament, as well as for advancing to the round of 16, according to the league, uh, which did not elaborate further, a spokeswoman for the MLS Players Association said that the bonus structure is still being finalized. So they could even get maybe even a bit more money, depending on just they could even get more money. Nevertheless, the money they get after every win, but they could get bonus money, obviously, because the players sign bonuses to their contracts. You know, depending on goals, appearances, and all this and all whatnot, it will they'll they'll see if that still will remain the same for this one. All right. So the groups, these how the groups will work out. So groups A, A, C, and E are from the Eastern Conference. I did not know if they'll do Eastern Conference, Western Conference mixed, or I don't know why they did not put A, B, C East, or you know, it probably means for when they get to the playoffs. Uh, you know, the, the entire thing gets flipped. Like you get the winner of A playing the r- runner-up of B. So technically, therefore, you might get Orlando. Or let's just, I'm just going to throw out team names here. Uh, uh, actually, I'll get to my, my the thing I wrote down earlier, predictions. Listen, they were two weeks in. Um, 
I don't p- predictions from this will be kind of tough to do. So will they happen? Maybe if I, if, you know, if I kind of look at more into it, but as of right now, if I look at it, I'm not making any predictions like I did with the NHL uh, or the um, NBA for that matter. So, yeah. So, so let's just go with the fact that yes, you could be, you could be seeing New York city FC or Philadelphia union facing off in the round of 16 against Vancouver Whitecaps, you know, so you will have that Western Eastern conference uh, switch uh, most likely in the playoffs, right? Because you have the top two in each division, but then the best third place teams. So that could range from, you know, they could be all from the Eastern conference and then a few from the West or, you know, so there will be mixes and and matches once you get to the playoff round. All right. So group a, uh, this is an Eastern conference group, uh, has the host Orlando city FC, uh, enter Miami who are playing their first year. I think, uh, New York city FC, Philadelphia union, Chicago fire with the worst logo change or one of the worst I've ever seen. And then Nashville SC. In Group B, Western Conference Group, Seattle Sounders, the previous champions, or the reigning champions, I should put, or the defending champions, whatever you want to say. FC Dallas, the Vancouver Whitecaps, and the San Jose Earthquake. In Group C, we already talked about them, Eastern Conference, Toronto FC, New England Revolution, Montreal Impact, and DC United. In Group D, Western Conference again, Real Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City, Colorado Rapids, uh, Minnesota, and New Minnesota United. In Group E, the final Eastern Conference uh, group, Atlanta United, FC Cincinnati, New York Red Bulls, and the Columbus Crew. And then the final group, Group F, uh, which is the final Western Conference group, uh, LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, and the Portland Timbers. So there is a whole lot here of uh, information that we got down here. And you know what? I am going to enjoy whatever's going on at Disney world for the next few months, because I'm telling you, they got this going on this world cup tournament. This is a, this is, this is a world cup to, this is the world cup two years before the next world cup. Technically. Yes. It's the MLS. And I, I said before in the previous podcast, the MLS is not what the same soccer that you'll find in Germany or that you'll find, or just in Europe in general. Um, so it won't be like that. It won't be at the world stage, like or the world. It won't be at that World Cup skill level, uh, but it will still be exciting uh, soccer to watch. Uh, I will be watching for sure, uh, especially at the beginning of July. There will definitely be days where it's just all soccer, because uh, <laughs> you'll get those early morning Bundesliga games, or yeah, you could even watch the early morning MLS game, and then you could get the late night. MLS games going. Uh, if it's TFC's on, TFC's probably on. I'll probably be watching that. I like TFC. I'm a regional. I'm mostly regional guy. If you have not been able to tell, besides my favorite sports teams, besides the fact I I like the Chargers, but I'm just saying I'm just regional. I'll probably be watching TFC. Uh, you know, depending on who's on in the morning, who's on, you know, if there if there is afternoon games, I, I highly doubt that. But if there's like early evening games, like six o'clock, I might be watching. I don't know. We'll I'll see how that goes. All right. So when we come back uh, after this little break, we have some <laughs> MLB news. I'm not going to I'm not going to rip them as hard as I did uh, the previous episode. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. If that's what you've came for, I'm sorry. Uh, but we're going to talk about a new proposal that's being sent out another another serve up in the ping pong match so we'll be right back after this 
And so we're back with another episode here of the uh, Wii Sports Resort Ping Pong Sport. I don't. This is what it's like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rip them as hard. But here we go. All right. So, like I said, this ping pong match continues. Uh, the MLB. So after they propose one thing, they say no. We propose another thing. No. All right. So there's a report today. The MLB is to propose a 72-game schedule to the Players Association. Uh, if there's a pattern going here, and there definitely is, it will be rejected by tomorrow. I'm sorry. Unless I'm just I'm just sorry. I the, the there's going to be one day where there's going to be a proposal, and they just say, you know what, let's go with it. They're going to accept it. That day when they accept when they when they reach. <laughs> When they finally are on the same side or on the same page, there will be celebration music. I'm telling you, I'm going to be happy. A lot of baseball fans are going to be happy. But let's get into it. So this is just kind of small. This was just kind of a report from today. So the MLB is expected to make a 72-game proposal with 80% pro-rate pay if there is a postseason as part of continued and continuous negotiations uh, over the 2020 season, according to MLB Network's John Heyman. Heyman also reported that the league is expected to significantly raise the pro-rated pay uh, from 50% uh, in the event the playoffs need to be canceled amid the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Additionally, per Heyman, MLB has removed the tiered pay system that was originally proposed and raised the percentage of pay. He added that there's no confidence players will accept the new offer. So... The ending there with no confidence, and you know, they'll. So that basically means is that the MLB understands that they're they're just kind of throwing out this proposal to see how the players. Because obviously, like I said in the last episode, the players just want their money. They just want their money, and they, you know, they. It's just it's just the fact that um, that's what they're going for here. So what the MLB here is kind of saying here, they're throwing out the games. You know, they're saying we're going to play this many games if we go with this, because you know what they could just say, you know what, let's play. And then they could go with the salary, you know, that can just happen. But I feel like they're kind of throwing out. I feel like the 72 games, a part of this is just there. So in case they do go through, they have the amount of games they're playing because if they accept the money part, then now you have to fight over how many games they are going to play. And we, that will just be, that'll be a whole new set of a tennis match. Think they're going to tennis now after ping pong. So listen, um, 80% 80% prorated. Now, the players want 100%. So, at least this is closer than what they had before. Um, and also, uh, as uh, Heyman said here, is that they're raising the prorated pay in the event of a canceled postseason. Through the, so, once again, like I said, they're throwing this, is, this proposal is mainly for the basis of the money. Like all they uh, like all the proposals have been obviously, um, so they're gonna see whether the players like how it says eighty percent here, and also depending on what that significant raises in the playoffs, they could say we they could say you know oh we like this we like this so now let's try and work you know but that but let's be real here like I said it will be probably counter offered with something that will be <laughs> just idiotic to to what the brains of the MLB say. So, or what they think, sorry, not what they say. So anyways, I feel like this would, that's just kind of what this is. I'm not expecting 
if you if if I if they accept this, I will be. I I, I don't know what I will do, um, but with their if they're coming in here and saying this this it, we have no confidence at all, you know that they'll accept this. I feel like this will just like I said, and I'm going to say it for the third time now. This is mostly for whether or not they like the idea of the 80% prorated and then the then the new uh, prorated pay if there's no postseason. So that's what this is basically for. And also the tiered pay system. Uh, I mean, I think that tiered pay system was kind of dumb. Uh, so honestly, we'll see how this all goes. Uh, it will. It, they're saying it will probably be rejected already. So don't have your hopes up with this new proposal. But hey, the MLB... Listen, at least, at least I hope they get their heads uh, out out from the blanket here is the nicest way I could put it uh, because um, I think a lot of fans are kind of tired of this tennis match, ping pong match. I hate using that. I hate using that term, but it, it's just, you can't like, I could use tennis, but then like, you know, what else? So anyways, um, like I, I hope that they are understanding now. Like, listen, our the players are very keen on getting their money. Uh, like Blake Snell said, they ain't playing until they get theirs. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Honestly, like Jesus. Anyways, I'm still kind of mad that they've not figured something out, even though they're supposed to be playing right now. Because around this time, about this time, because let's go with last year. Today was the last day of the NHL season with the Blues being the Bruins. Yes, tomorrow, like I said, will be the anniversary of the Raptors winning. Soccer will be midway through their year. So, yes, the, the soccer's figured themselves out. So, really, like, and the MLB will be in full swing too. So, I'm kind of just frustrated, you know, as a fan that, like, the reason why I went kind of run on my tirade is that, like, I'm just kind of mad about these excuses that they're kind of making how about why they can't just say, okay, you know, yes. Okay. Yes. I understand that they, ha okay. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into too. I don't want to get dig myself into too, too big of a hole here, but I don't want to like, I don't know. They're making these excuses of why they can't just have, you know, do what their players want. And it's, you know, it's going on. I'm here. And I feel like that, like as a fan, like I, I want to see baseball being played. I don't want to keep reading and seeing this, Proposal rejected. Proposal rejected. Counteroffer rejected. Rejected. Just the word rejected. It, like, I I hate seeing that. And like, I'm just tired of it. And they both like, like I said, they both think they're stupid. They both, they both, the PA thinks the MLB on one of their proposals is just going to go stupid. But the MLB thinks that the players' association is just stupid. So like, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into it. I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just kind of fed up with all this. Anyways, I have them third because I want, I, I don't want to go out on a rough patch here on my, on this episode. So, on their final segment coming up just after this short little tune, uh, it'll be about the NHL and they, their recent news about their training camps starting up. All right, so going into our final segment here of this episode, obviously we know these past this past week 
The NHL allowed Phase 2 to open up to allow players to go back into their practice facility and practice with a few teammates, obviously doing social distancing, nothing, you know, not doing anything physical, uh, you know, like hitting or checking, anything like that. Uh, but we got news yesterday from the NHL and the NHLPA as they announced that they will open training camps on July 10th. I think I, if I do remember, this is the, they first had no training camps will start before July 1st. And then they actually bumped it back to July 10th. And I think I do believe that this, I do believe that that was the date and they will actually open on that date. So uh, so obviously the fir- the third phase of the league's four step four step plan to resume play will mark the official opening of formal training camps uh, with 24 teams set to compete in the 2019-2020 playoffs all hitting the ice. The the date comes with the condition that medical and safety conditions must allow for this next phase to begin. The league did not specify how long training camps will run with the start date of phase 4 the resumption of this play still to be determined. Uh, and obviously we know that they opened up on Monday giving clubs to go ahead to practice at the facilities at their own discretion and offer small group on and off ice training sessions for the players. Uh, so if we want to get into this, obviously this is big. This is big because now we know, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it's clear that they will be playing not officially, but they have their eyes set on it. And you know, it, that it's great that they, um, you know, I liked how, you know, this is this is fantastic. Obviously, um, July tenth. I personally, I thought it'd be, it's a bit earlier than I fly would be. Honestly, I thought the NHL would be more cautious. You know, I was thinking maybe about. I was, I was thinking at least between July, you know, fifteenth or the twenty fifth, or fifteenth or the twentieth, and all this. Uh, you know, and and I thought it would be around that time between those days. I wouldn't be thinking like the day of when they said it would be no later or not before that. I didn't think it would be like, okay, not before July 10th, but on July 10th, you know what I mean? I didn't think it would be that. Um, another thing is this, and I, and I kind of looked at it a bit and I, and I, I didn't really put it in this. I didn't put, put it in this episode because I didn't think I'd have to get to it, but any, a, a uh, not HL Canadian teams, they still have to figure out where those hub seats are going to be. And, and if I'm looking at this, I am, and if I'm a Canadian team, I would be wherever, you know, out of the one, the, out of the, out of the teams, out of all the teams, I would be like, I want to, I would be asking the league, where are we playing? Are we, are we is there going to be a hub city in Vancouver and Edmonton? Or is there going to be hub cities in Minnesota? And, you know, um, and, and I think Dallas is one of the players. Anyway, but that, that, that doesn't matter. Are we playing in the US or Canada? That's what I'm asking. Because, I don't want to have my training camp here in Canada. And then I have to go down to us and sit in quarantine for a week or so or more. Right. So I do all my work. I do all my training at training camp, but then I do nothing for a week and, and more, to be honest. That's what I'd be asking the league. Cause now a lot of the teams might say if, if they, the league has to announce before this training camp date, this July 10th date, Canada or us, where are we playing? Because if the league doesn't announce it until you know midway through, what are teams going to do? Right? I'm I'm thinking more of the Canadian teams, the U.S. teams. I mean, there's a bit less of a, 
I mean, obviously, you want to keep it fair, right? But if they're playing in the U.S., a Canadian team might want to take advantage of that and say, we're going to go train in the U.S. just so we don't have to, you know, do anything. Uh, you know, sit out. You know, waste time. Or waste valuable training camp time, you know? So, and obviously, uh, the U.S. said for sports players that they could be there for a week. The NHL might have that that two weeks quarantine, obviously. So if you're really looking at it, two weeks before July 10th, that's end of that's end of June. So we could be hearing about their honestly, this lines up perfectly with July 20 or June 26th, the tra- uh the draft lottery technically. I, I do believe. I, I don't think I could be that wrong, right? Around that time. So maybe the draft lottery night. Oh, I just oh, I'm golden here. Draft what about this? Draft lottery night, the first draft lottery night that they have. They be they 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 announce they they do the draft lottery. They announce who's first overall, second, third overall. But then Gary Bettman also is like, we're also going to say that these are hub cities. That that could be the only way because I mean they obviously they just pulled out a video conference out of their butt, you know, announcing all this what they're doing. But it would just seem reasonable, right? Uh, to to say it as well, you know, you already have the times, right? So I I, I I'm just saying as as a as a team and. Either Canadian, or maybe even some U.S. teams might take the advantage if we're in Canada. If they're going to Canada, they might go to Canada and do their training camp. Who knows, right? I'm just saying, if I'm a team in Canada for sure, or even, or I'll even, I'll even say, it, uh, like I just said, or if I'm a U.S. team that wants, you know, that also, like, are we playing in Canada or U.S. Because I don't want to waste training camp time training my players, uh, you know. But instead, we're just sitting in a hotel room for two weeks. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I would be asking right now. I, that's what I'm asking Gary Bettman. So, very interesting stuff. But hey, listen, hey, that draft lottery idea ain't that bad. Come on, now you can't. You got to give that to me. I, I, I it could have happened for sure. All right, when we come back, that's all I got for today. I'm gonna do my closing now, uh, and we're gonna see if I missed anything, anything important. So we'll be right back with that. All right, so throughout this, what has it been? Hour, over an hour now I've been recording. Uh, there wasn't a lot of stuff to report on, uh, you know, since I started. Um, so I, I'll just probably write, go into the outro here. So that's what I'll do. So I'd like to thank you guys all for listening to this podcast. Um, uh, if Whether it's on, whoa, wherever, like Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever. I'd like to thank you. Or if you're listening here on Anchor, if you want to listen to here on Anchor, uh, you can go to my main podcast. The main podcast site is on Anchor. Uh, you just have to look up anchor.fm forward slash podcast sports talk. It will take you uh, to that website. Or if you're in the search engine, it'll, it will take, it will probably be like the first thing that shows up. Um, and you can go there if you want to listen on Anchor. If you want to follow me on Twitter and you want, if you want to ask me any questions about, you know, anything or whatnot, you could just follow me at, at Adam underscore Zucala on Twitter. That is Z-U-C-C-A-L-A. Uh, I'm retweeting stuff. You know, all the news I find, uh, most is, a lot of the news might be something I actually might report on that episode, or I, I did report on that episode. So if you want more of an insight of, you know, what stuff entails, or, you know, just, you know, the fun follow, fun guy. If you ask me a question, ask me a question, and I'll, and I'll see what I, what I, what I might think about it, if I might answer it on the podcast or not. You guys want to do that? All right. 
So I'd like to thank you guys all for listening uh, to this podcast once again. Uh, have a good weekend, guys. I, I, it's a great Friday weekend. Great. We have we we now know NBA is coming back. Uh, we now know MLS is coming back. All within a week. Uh, MLB is still in the dumps. NHL is hitting the ice again. Great week. Uh, and it will just get better on from here. So I thank you guys all for listening once again. And I'll see you guys on Monday. Enjoy the enjoy the nice weekend. Peace. Bye.